0: Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're talking to Uli Schumer. And Uli doesn't do many He doesn't really have time to uh, do a lot of social media and interviews because he's doing great things out in the business world. And
1: so welcome, Uli. And what's that picture over your shoulder? Welcome to you. It's um, Peter Sagan. He's a longtime user of S.I.M. and his best periods. He always was on S.I.M. when he was at uh, Team Cannondale and later at um, Team um, Tinkoff. And yeah, he was. A, he, he got a, a friend and he used always my product. Like a lot of other cyclists, but he really needed it to get the position where he was and getting all these world titles and all the wins he had.
0: Yeah, and he was known for power. Now, what Uli has done, you can go to the Global Cycling Network on YouTube and they've got a short clip on Uli. They call him the godfather of power. And in,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, Uli is an unsung, uh, really doesn't get even a little bit of the recognition he deserves for revolutionizing the professional cycling world by the introduction of basically putting the computers on the bike with the, you know, he's got a power meter built in and the crank. He ties all of this information coming off the crank where the pedals go around and somehow figured out how to put that into a microcomputer on the bike where you can keep up with heart rate, watts, a lot of data, and you can really refine your efforts and you can really measure your progress. And I'll let Uli describe it. But what happens is over like a professional racers, they go hundreds of miles a day and you have to pace yourself sometimes you have to know where the body is if you know where your body is and how it's responding it makes it easier for you to get the most out of your yourself you know and anyway it's revolutionized pro racing. and Greg LeMond, who how many tours did Greg Lamonts win before there was Lance Armstrong uh, he won three how he many sevenlement won, seven. uh,
1: Greg won three, for the first. three yeah so he
0: won th- three and he said he thought the he th- in his opinion, the biggest development in the world of pro racing and cycling is the power meter that you brought to the industry. And so, what I love about what you've done with the power meter is facts. You know, you go off feelings, but your facts really is what the the truth is. It is hard to measure the facts if you're just you're running, you're cycling, or whatever. You're trying to guessing where you are, but this takes all the guesswork out. And it came to you that the power was generated right in that crank. And you somehow that took place. You were clever enough with that engineering mind of yours to be able to figure out how to take that motion, that force, and put it into a computer with displays and uh, revolutionize the entire Sport, congratulations, man. That's just a revolutionary atri- achievement. And, you know, you got to be really satisfied for doing that. But have you learned? I'm sure your understanding of how that works has advanced tremendously from when you had that first idea and started playing with the idea.
1: Yeah. Now I go back at when I grew up in Munich. So this is South of Germany in Bavaria. And at that time you had a lot of bike races there on the weekends, almost in every village. You need not to go far by car to do a criterium to do a race. And you know, at that time still, the Tour de France was popular, very popular. And at that time where I grew up, there was Ben I know, And even when I was very little, there was still Eddie Merckx racing. And my father was was like to ride the bike, was not a racer and did not competition. But I started when I was young to do football and others, then I did bike races. And I, from myself, want to optimize everything to the perfection. And I said, okay, at one point, I came to the conclusion to describe the quality and quantity of the training, you have to measure your power. And the power is a value that really describes your strengths, how strong you are. Because if you watch now the tour, everyone in the TV is an expert now telling about power numbers of all these guys, what's per kilogram and right. all of this. But when right. I started this, you've, no one you've, knows anything.
0: into an expert, yeah. <laughs>
1: Now everyone is an expert and people are an expert. I know when I grew up and I went to the team and ex- uh, tried to explain them, you need to measure your power. They were the ones who said, ah, I don't need this. I don't need this. But now they are the managers to measure the power. Anyway, so I was lucky that I finished school and I started at the university to get an engineer in biomedical engineering and still do on the weekend my bike racing. And I said, okay, I want to measure my power to see the quality of my training. And then I had the idea because I'm a medical engineer, but as a medical engineer, you know you have to develop hip implants. You have to develop heart paces. You have to develop operation chairs, whatever. So you learn a lot. You learn how the body is functioning and you learn also the technique, how to measure values. Like you can put strain gauges, strain gauges, what I use now in the power meter. But at that time, you put strain gauges on bones, on the hips to see the stress. What is the stress in the bone? What is the stress in the teeth? But I was in medical engineering, in machine engineering, you put strain gauges in the car. So I said, okay, I think I should use this type of equipment, put somewhere on the bike and measure at least a force, the cyclist puts on the cranks, and a strain gauge is. Maybe I should explain. It's a grid of metal, verifying grid. You glue on the surface, and this measures the deflection of the first of the surface and puts it into electrical value. Because you put some current on, and then you can uh-huh. measure the change of the resistance of this grid. Uh-huh. And then to measure power, you need two values. So one is. How hard the guy puts the force into the pedal, and then the other one, how fast. But to measure fast is the cadence, it's easy to measure. You count, it's a simply counting. So, whatever. So, if yeah. let's say, you provide 100 watts, it's the product of pushing the pedals, let's say, with 50 Newton, and then have a cadence of whatever, 60, whatever. It's not as important, but you have to measure two values. But the challenge on a bike is the crank is is turning, so you cannot put a cable. So you have a turning device, and from this turning device, you have to transmit the data to the frame. Because on the frame, maybe you have a cable or whatever that's linked to a computer, and shows the data. So this was one of the biggest challenges. Right now, it's not a challenge anymore because everyone knows, okay, you have ANT, you have Bluetooth, you have all these things. But in 1986, nothing of this was existent. Nothing. So you have to make some ways to get this done. And in 86, even no one had a computer. And right. then now to put a computer on a bike, and me, myself, I built my first bike computer. I went to a bike race. And they were laughing at me. They said, ah, now he has a Game Boy. Who needs a bike computer? All the other guys said, no one needs a bike computer. You have to push the pedals hard. You don't need a computer. And now tell the guys at the Tour de France, everyone has a bike computer. But 30 years ago, no one had a bike computer. And no one could not do any race without a bike computer. Take away of the top guys the bike computer. Now we have to race without. They are probably not able to do this.
0: Be like racing. It would be like racing blind now. It would be right like racing blind without
1: the yeah, computer. Yeah, you still right. have feeling, the feeling and the motivation, how it is. And yeah. maybe, I remember maybe six years ago or five years ago, I was at a meeting with the UCI. They said, okay, maybe it would be good if no one would have a bike computer. <laughs> then I started to make a power meter that only re- can record the data for after, after race analysis. So wow. the power meter records, and after the race, you can analyze the data and have a look at this, because if they really want to forbid the bike computer, but then also maybe they have to forbid the connection to the sports Direct and the car and all this, yeah. maybe it would be, because then more everyone gets more self-responsible.
0: Yeah. I think they'd have a lot of resistance to pull that yeah. off. Let me ask you this about, in terms of you and your I mean, tremendous, you had a tremendous either uh, courage, either insight or stubbornness to cause you to, once you got this idea that this was a possibility, when it came to your mind, it was just a possibility. And for you to go from that when you're young on a passion of riding bikes and say, this can be a difference maker. We've got to do it. You go to school to figure out how to make it happen. You get your degree in it. And all the time, you're getting resistance from people that you discuss the idea with. What do you think gave you that uh, determination to just stay on that track and say, I'm going to figure it out? Was it because everybody said it couldn't be done or was stupid or something, just to prove your point?
1: Yeah, I was happy to work at the very beginning with the German Federation. It was just in the time East and West Germany merged together. And there were very high scientific coaches coming from East Germany. One was, for example, uh, Sigurd Lüchertz. The other was Wolfram Lindner. These are East German coaches, and they know the strengths, the importance of the information to have getting the power. But then yeah. also very early, I met Greg Lemont And he was, at that time, a really open-minded cyclist with all innovations. I met him a little later. And then at that time, there was one other thing is that has nothing to do with cycling because I grew up in Munich, but then I started at the university in Aachen that is close to Cologne. And in Cologne was the center of the German space agency. I call it ESA, it's whatever. And they worked at that time, it's long ago, it's 30 years ago, with a university in Italy to measure the decrease of performance when you are in space. and Especially at that time at the Russian cosmonauts. This was even before the Soviet Union fell apart. So they needed a device they can put in the space station mirror to track the decrease of your strengths when your body has no gravity. Ah, so okay. working with that university in Udine, it was the Pramparo, who was the professor. I met another professor at the University of Ferrara. His name was Konkuni, and he was at that time the doctor of the UCI, and he developed a so-called Konkuni test, and he was deeply involved in all the cycling. So when he said, "Uli, I need your device because we have some new products. we want to see the performance of it was the EPO earlier when it started. And he needed a lot of power meters to measure what is the effect of, you call it now doping. But at that time, it was not called doping, but to measure what does this product increase your performance. This was 30 years ago. Right. So And at that time, then they worked with all the professional teams. They needed this to track more or less the quality of the training with the quality of the nutrition, with the quality of the medication, with the quality of everything, how you get better. Yes. So this is why it was then early spread to all the professionals.
0: Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at WhiteAllenWinning.com. Thanks for listening.